When I was a child, I had this fantasy of being adopted. Not necessarily because it was a particularly awful home, but at one point my mother was a single mother. And I felt that were I adopted, it would have meant that I was chosen, wanted. Fast forward to I am in high school in the United States, and a friend mentioned how she grew up in the foster care system. And I didn't quite understand what that was about until she explained and shared some of the abuse she had suffered growing up and how she was taken away and eventually adopted by an aunt who lived in Boston. What the fuckery is foster parenting? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadesh August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome, and here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Now, our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstreamed, but our experts are in it, living it, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being open, willing, and hopefully inspired. Yeah, I like that. The thought of you being inspired by what the fuckery and not just things that make you go, WTF is that. In that vein today, my guest is Jamie Rudofsky. Now, Jamie is a prominent casting director here in Hollywood and has been for over 25 years. Her work, she is best known for her casting of The Gilmore Girls. Remember that show? And is now a partner and teacher at the Village Acting Studio in Burbank, California. And as if that is not enough, this single hot mama is literally now a single mama, a single mom. This was by choice. And Jamie, yes, you are hi, you are here to share your extraordinary journey. But what I loved when I first met you and we talked about your son was that you started as a foster parent. Yes. How did that all even come about? I mean, here you are, you have this career, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, I'm going to just take on a child. Right. Um, it, it actually, well, first I say, you know, with parenting, everyone has a journey to becoming a parent. Um, I always envisioned in my life that I would be a parent. And you kind of have these hopes and dreams and, you know, your ideal life um, that you're like, of course, I'll have all of that. And um, have a great career, all of that. But um, 
Unfortunately, I, I got to a place that I was at an age, an age, I'll just say it, I don't care, I was 40 when I, or no, 42. Um, when I got to a place, I was getting out of a long-term relationship. I've never been married. Um, getting out of a long-term relationship that I thought was this would be the, the one. The one. And um, there was just circumstances that made it not happen. And I... I had to ask myself, can I, what, is this the rest of my life? Like being single, having a career, going out, doing whatever I want to do. Um, or will I regret not having become a mother? And the answer was, I probably would regret not being a mother. And um, so I think, you know, I didn't know the path I was going to take, but it was a random occurrence at a friend's house uh, a friend of mine who has a son who she, coincidentally she adopted, not fostered, but adopted. And I asked her something about something, a tower, something in the kitchen that she had for her son. I said, is that for Jax? And she said, yeah, I got it from Hope Shapiro. Do you know her? She's a, uh, she's in my single, I mean, not single, my cool mom's Facebook group. And uh, she fostered to adopt her kids. And I said, Really, and it was just a click, something click, a light bulb. It was a light bulb, and without hesitating, I said, can you connect me to her? I would like to ask her questions about it. And that was that, and I met her and her amazing family, her husband, Jesse, and their two beautiful, gorgeous kids, and sat down with her and said, I don't understand foster care. What does it mean? Yeah. And she's like, I'll tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And she did, and it's... I don't know what in me, I think, I don't know. I just knew in my heart I wanted to be a parent. I'm like, okay, if this is going to be my journey, then this is what I will, I'll just try and see. It's certainly one path and one way to go about it as a right. single person. I didn't realize that a single person was allowed or can foster a child. Yes. Walk us through <laughs> what that's like, first of all. Well, I think there's a lot of misconceptions that, you know, if you want to foster a child, you have to be the, you know, husband, wife, mm -hmm. and make a family unit. And that's not it at all. What really it's about is finding a loving home, a supportive home for children, whether you're a single woman, whether you're a single man, whether you're gay, straight, trans, bi, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you can provide a safe, loving, supportive environment for a child. So what's the difference between fostering versus adopting? Right. So with adopting, birth parents are in a position where they have come to the decision, I cannot, we cannot, or I cannot give this child what they need. So um, I am going to give my child up mm -hmm. and I, you know, and they help find a home that can go through a database, an agency. an agency. Um, so that's their choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Unfortunately with foster care for the birth parents, it is not a choice. Children are taken away from birth parents for any number of reasons, but mostly because whatever situation these children are in is not safe. It hasn't been deemed safe or 
supportive to helping these children grow. So um, they are taken away and then they are put in the system, the foster care system. And then like, for instance, my agency gets calls every day or just the Department of Children and Family Services, you know, have, they have resources to reach out to foster parents saying, okay, we, we have a child in need. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands upon thousands of child children in need. So what happens to them when they take them? Where are they? Do they find them a home right away, or are they placed in an? Because in, if they're in a, if they are in a dangerous situation, right? Say oh, they they're come taken it's, right it's away, an emergency situation. And do they go into a home for a group home, and then eventually get to someone who it, maybe can take them in? Yeah, it, it depends. There's emergency placements, so some families are just there to take children who are in emergency situations for until so it's they super find temporary and they know it is sometimes yes mm-hmm. um it all depends you know sometimes they'll reach out to other family members and there might be another family member from the birth family that's available to take the child but they have to go through a process of being checked vetted vetted mm-hmm. the whole thing so that does take some time um infants uh who are born in the hospital which was my son, um, they go into a foster care, but usually with a family or family meaning it's called a resource family. So whether that resource family is a single person, you know, two parents, whatever, it doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter. All right. So before we go into your very specific story, which is great, and I really want us to delve into it. Yeah. Ultimately, with foster care, isn't there a chance that this child gets returned back to their homes? And yes. Okay. So the the ultimate step. The is ultimate. What? Well, the, the ultimate goal, goal mm-hmm. with foster this care, foster care, and with the system is to reunify, to reunify children with their birth parents. So when children are taken away, there's a, a process through the courts. Um, the birth parents will go in front of you know, a judge, a judge and the, and they'll go over what, what, what needs to happen in order for you to be in a better place to take care of this child and give it the care it needs, whether it be finding a place to live. Some people are just homeless, mm. um, finding a safe place for them to live, getting a job, going through, <clears throat> excuse me, going through some kind of rehabilitation rehab. if that is right. what their issue is. Exactly. Mm. Um, so there's steps that need to be taken. There's a timeline that they need to do it in within. Um, parents are given, depending on the situation, visitations so that they're able, you know, they have set visitations every week in order to see their children. Some are able to show up, some aren't, which is hard for the kids. And it depends on the age range. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, and how much damage they've seen yeah. or experienced. And, yeah, and I think... You know what? I think there's there's a lot of people in who go through fostering, hopefully in in order to adopt a child. But you have to go in knowing that there's a risk and a risk of that not happening. That yeah. the parents may show up and do all that they need to do and get reunified right. with the child. Right, and and it's so it's a heartbreak either way. Um, if if a birth parent can't get it together it's a heart it's heartbreaking for them and it's a it's a roller coaster because you you 
want what's best for the child. Of course. But you get bonded to a child no matter what. I, I would imagine if your yes. heart is big enough to open your home and to take care of a child, then yeah, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Because I would hope that ultimately it's about the well-being of the child. Right. Like egos and prideful thoughts get set yes. aside. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. Theo, the Theo. amazing Theo who just turned three yesterday. Yes. So you've been doing this for three years now. Pretty much. Okay. It'll be, I got him when he was five weeks old out of the NICU. So good grief. Okay. Yeah. So let's start. Yep. You get a call. Come get a kid or how does- Pretty much. Really? Um, almost like that. You start getting phone calls. You Once you get approved and there's a whole process oh, to quickly, get approved. Quickly tell um, us. Um, medical, medical, you have to go get it, you know, make sure you're all- you're healthy. You're healthy. Your house is safe, a safe environment. There's there's things you need to do to have you to make your house completely safe. There's, and it doesn't matter what the age range of the child. Um, it it does vary. Uh -huh. There's certain things for some children, you know, for infants, it varies a little bit. But you you have to have like either a, one bedroom for a child, like a separate bedroom, its own room, its own room with a closet to put their stuff in. There's certain situations. Um, and you and have then, to prove that you have income or does it matter? You, um, yes, mm -hmm. income, but it is certainly not something that is not going to be a, the factor that is a yay or nay. Um, there's a, many other factors. And so whether you're making a million dollars a year or I don't know how 25. much, but 25, it's mm -hmm. about, again, like we want to support you helping this child. So you do get support. You do get financial support okay. for the child, mm -hmm. which is to be used for the child. Of course. Um, and there's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of services also that are given to the children to help them, which is great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, so yeah, so I get, get approved. Mm -hmm. I get approved and you, you start getting phone calls. I've, I got, um, I think four phone calls that I actually said no to, which is so difficult to do. Every time you say no, it's like I'm saying no to a child that's a need. So, but what what were your reasons for saying no? There were certain reasons. One being because I did ultimately want to adopt. There was one situation where it seemed likely that the child would go back to their birth parent, and so I was like, I hope that happens for them. But, but I, I didn't want to bond. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted a newborn because I I knew, even though I wasn't carrying the child, I knew I wanted to be in that child's life from the beginning. Wake up and put, change diapers and yes. feed and all that. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy, but I loved it. And um, yeah, so there was, going back to the birth parent, there was, a, there was one situation where it seemed to me that the child had seen some pretty tough things and, um, violence. Mm. And as a, again, as a single parent, I had to say to myself, is Would this something I, I can handle? handle? And it was, mm -hmm. the child was a little bit older, almost two. And I figured if it's two, it's, it's got some imprints. Yes. Yeah. And I wasn't prepared for that. And okay. I, you know, That's you have fair. to be honest you about what you're honest. able and able Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Good so then, um, yeah, so you, 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 your phone's on from 10 to five every day. 
And the second five o'clock comes along, it's like, you're not going to get any calls. So I went a whole week without calls. And I was like, it was Friday. I was like, where's my kid? <laughs> and then it was, uh, I got a call at 4.45. I remember it so clearly. It was pulling into my carport. And you know the number of the agency. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And um, she started giving me information about um, this baby that was in the NICU, had been in the NICU for five weeks. NICU is a neonatal uh, intensive care unit. Yes, mm -hmm. um, because he was nine weeks early. Oh, wow. And um, it was due to um, uh, drug use. He was while the mother was carrying. Yes, him. and oh. he was he was not addicted. He was exposed. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, you learn through the process. You go through classes too. You have to take classes, certain amount of parenting classes, classes. Parent, parenting, but also learning about the foster system, learning about substance abuse, how it can affect a child, different things. Um, the the child Thea was exposed to meth. Mm. Um, that drug actually can get out of the system pretty quickly, and doesn't necessarily have long term effects. So really, the the main issue was that he was born nine weeks early because of that. that I think he was like, I need to get out of this body because it's not serving him. Mm -hmm. So he, but health wise, they told me he was doing great. He wasn't even on an incu uh, ventilator after the first day, which for being nine weeks early is fantastic. He's okay. a strong little guy. So you get the call and then right they away say, you had to go get him or? Well, no, they, first of all, I had 15 minutes to decide to mm -hmm. say yes or no. And you have to weigh different things. You get information. It may not be all the information, but it's all they have. I called my person, Hope, because I said, okay, here's, you know, what's being I presented think, to I, I said, this one feels right in my gut. Oh, it did. Yeah. I said it. And she said, and I started going, telling her, and she's like, that's your son. And... So I said, I called back and I said, yes, I'll take him. And you don't see the child beforehand. It's not about like, well, let me see what, what he, he looks, looks like. like first. <laughs> it's not about that. It's just there's a child in need. Yeah. Um, so they let me go to the NICU on Saturday. I didn't, I wasn't able to take him home till Monday, but I did get to be with him Saturday and just hold him. And it, it's a trip. Wow. So you went to the hospital. Uh, yeah. Met him. Yeah. And then Monday he got out. Yeah. Then I, I picked him up and I'm driving home going, wait, what am I doing? There's actually a car seat. Car oh, yeah. You have the, to have that all ready to go. And the baby's back there and you got diapers and all that stuff. I've got a five pound stuff. baby and I'm by myself. I went to the hospital by myself. And you've never taken care of a child before. Maybe little no, like yeah, friends, I'm, kids. I take care stuff. of, I'm Auntie Jamie to so many. Yeah, I've taken mm -hmm. care of kids, but no. Not a like newborn, consistently like, like that. No. Wow. But I, you know what? It was so natural to me. Mm -hmm. And it, it was, it calmed me. Question. Did yeah. you get to meet the mother, see the yes. mother? You so, did. Well, what's what's great, I mean, great, and <clears throat> I don't know, let me explain. I So the birth mother did get visitations. Um, unfortunately, she only made it to a handful of them. Visit it, would she come to your house or you have to bring We actually child? would go to the agency that I was involved in, which is Extraordinary Families, and 
that's exactly why their name is that. Because they are extraordinary. They are. They were such a great support. But all the meetings were there, so I did get to meet her, and she was always gracious, and thank you so much for taking care of my son. Um, it's also hard to hear that mm-hmm. because- It know, sounds final. It's more that she's saying my son, and I'm like, oh, but I feel like he's mine, and I'm, but he's not. He's this other person's child. And, and there's I am, still that possibility that yeah, she can and have Yeah, and so it's, that's part of the roller coaster. Mm. It's like, I understand, but the last eight weeks I've been feeding him, bathing him, getting Changing him to diapers. doctors. Yeah. And you haven't been able to. Mm. Um, and, but what I will say, because through the process, um, I have so much compassion for birth parents or for parents who have been through stuff um, because you don't know what they've been through. So I have no idea what her past has been like. I'm not going to judge her for where she's at or what happened. What I do know, you know, is I have since found out she's had a really hard upbringing. Of course. Yeah. And I'm breaking the chain and I'm, you know, just hopefully breaking this chain that's been continuous, I think in, in, her life. Um, what, but what is also great that's come out of it is Theo actually has four half siblings, four sisters from her, from her. Okay. Um, and does she have those other children? She doesn't. They're all like someone else has them. Yes. But two of them, the two middle kids, girls, they're fantastic. They're with their birth father and they have a step mom. Um, and they have two little brothers and actually one of them now is he's a month older than Theo. Hmm. And he's for part Theo, of these are all, I'm siblings. like, Theo, these are all your siblings. Even though the the younger two are not birth, mm-hmm. they don't have any blood, they're not blood relatives, but we spend time with them and they're his siblings. And so he will always have, have that. Yes. And I love that. I want him to know his family. I want him, you know, and they've been great and, and the, inclusive. Their birth fathers, obviously, not Theo's father. Correct. And he was gracious enough to allow that, right? He had oh, the right yes. to deny and say, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Right. He well, could have, no? He, no, not beca- because he wasn't the birth parent of Theo. You mean with his girls? Yeah. Oh, no, his girls, he was like, I, these are my children. And he, he actually got... He was also his his kids were taken away from him as well at some point. Yes, but he got clean, figured out all you know, went through the everything the court asked him to do, and now he has the girls and they're thriving and, they're and he's great. remarried and has other yes. children. Well, they're so not married, but they're whatever good it as is. Much. Yeah, yeah, he's moved on. Yeah, and his his um, new partner Rosa is just fantastic. Now, do you know what? Uh, where Theo's father is? Anything about the father? Do they know? They know nothing. We know nothing. So, they, she thought it was the birth mother. Thought it was someone, and we had to. I actually had to take him to court to do a DNA test, um, paternal DNA test, and it came out negative. So why did you have to do that? Because I had Theo at the time. Oh yeah. Okay. When, once it. I took and you him, you need the his court. medical history. Yes. I mean, I still don't know everything, but. Um, so I'll never know 
I I don't know if I'll ever find out what his father's birth history, you know, mm-hmm. that medical history. So with the mother, how did it come about that you were now given, um, you got to adopt him? So as I said, there's a, there's a process of, um, it's like a six month process, three month process where the court will, um, give say, her all the opportunities. Her, and then to- if it doesn't, you know, then you have an, the next court date, and it's like she hasn't followed up on this stuff because she had also had a history with having children in the in the system, and they were not with her. That kind of gives the judge saying, "Well, mm, unfortunately, there's a pattern. There's a pattern." So, so it did go rather quickly. In my case, it was kind of a fairly easy go of it. Um, after eight months. There's a hearing called the uh, termination of parental rights, and at that point, that's that's when it ends. Unfortunately, does she get for to the be there? Parent. Does the birth parent get to be there for during that hearing? Um, termination? They can, and she didn't show up for that no. either. No. Is it because they couldn't find her? I I don't know actually. Don't know. I'm not sure. There's a lot of information I don't know. What I will say when the last time I heard from her, which was several months after that. We would text. I, we didn't talk on the phone, but she just sent a text saying, um, thank you for all you're doing for him. I know everyone thinks I'm a bad mother, but I've been through a really hard time. And I just, it's been tough. And I said, I don't know what you've been through, mm. but know that, first of all, your child will always know who you are. I will never say a bad word about you. I will explain to him that you were going through a rough time. Yeah. And and I want you to know that I you know, I just please know that. Yeah. I will do everything I can for him. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to know that and I I throughout and the whole process I was never in it to judge her or make her feel bad and I never wanted to do that. Yeah. My god, I mean I'm you're in tears, I'm in tears. Yeah, this is it's 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 a beautiful story, but it's also heartbreaking. It is because I'm a I mother hu- now. Yeah, and I want to hug her. Right? That's what she needs. I know. She needs a hug. I know, and that's that's <sighs> what's so hard is that as much as because I'm a mother now, I get it. Yeah. I get the idea of like, you have this child that you love so much. And to be in a position where you just can't take care of them is really hard. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine, but. There comes that concept of, I think, how I, for some reason, opened with, for whatever reason, the idea of being chosen. Yes. There's that. Well, There's what's interesting, and I, I say this all the time. I truly believe he was waiting for me and I was waiting for him. Mm-hmm. It was meant like he was meant to be my child somehow. Right. And, you know, we chose each other in a way. Yeah. And it makes sense. People who meet us are like, oh, he is a. Yeah. He looks, I mean, he, he kind he of looks, looks like, like you. Me. I know. He does. Luckily, I'm ethnically ambiguous, but um, yes, I've, I've, he is my little Jutino. <laughs> Because he is Latino, <laughs> I'm Jewish, and the combined, he's in my little Jutino. Oh, Jutino! And I do. Did I'm also very. It's important to me for him to know his heritage. You know, we 
like we went to Dia de los Muertos the other day and we're trying to learn Spanish together. He probably knows more than me at three years old. Right. Does his, um, I guess, half siblings speak Spanish or? Um, not really. I don't Nor- think so. Okay. Yeah. So I would say like even from them, that would be it, enough yeah. or a good start, yeah. but good. Yeah. And wow. So that's my, and then now I'm just a mom. I know. And that's, and I'm That's single. a whole different thing now too. Yes. So you are officially his parent. Yes. And did you start with, um, now his name was always Theo? No. You chose that name. I did choose that name. Okay. Um, his name I chose is uh, Theo Luis Rudofsky. And the backstory is Theo is, um, when I was going through the process, of not even before I had him, just of going through the, you know, getting ready to be approved. I went and saw Hamilton on Broadway. And (laughs) there is a song called Dear Theodosia. Mm -hmm. And the words to it, it was about fathers who have children and thinking, I never thought I would be able to do this. But then when you held this child saying, I'm going to build a better world for you and you're going to blow us all away. Mm. And it was dear Theodosia, but I was, I had you f- did him a favor, but not I, calling him Theodosia. Yeah. He's just Theo. And people just say Theo. Theodore. The- I'm like, nope, just Theo. And just Luis Theo. is based on, uh, my grandfather was Lewis, and, uh, I wanted to name him after my grandfather, but I also wanted him to in have his a name. Latino. Luis. Yes. You spelled it L U I S. Yes. Wonderful. So, that's, that's him. Hey, listeners. The term self-care is thrown around a lot these days, and deservedly so. And I think we can all agree that mental health is part of self-care. And one of the many reasons we tell ourselves is lack of time and money. Well, BetterHelp.com is the world's largest counseling service. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Now, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapist in under 24 hours. Therapy from the comfort of your own space. What could be better than that? You can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions with your own personal counselor. You can log into your account at any time from anywhere to send a message to your counselor. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change your counselor if you ever needed to. Um, it's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available so get started today and you as a what the fuckery listener get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash fuckery 10 again that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com forward slash fuckery 10 in fact use fuckery 10 as a promo code and discount code anytime and anywhere you um use our sponsors okay back to our program jamie you have a big heart and i bet you you are an amazing teacher um did you ever act in college yeah yeah but i i just I knew it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because we've had, as we're, the studio has kind of come into its own. There's three of us. And we've had someone that's helped us like, well, what, who are you to the studio? Why are you different than the other two? And we figured it out. 
One is the professor, <laughs> one is the director, and I, of course, am the mother. Oh. And not because I'm a mother, but because I just have a nurturing, I tend to nurture my students maybe, you know, differently. And, you know, I, and so it's, I'm like, yes, of course, that's supposed to be my, and I've, I foster, I foster, a lot of people also say, well, this, it made so much sense that you fostered your child because I'm also on the board of an animal rescue and I fought, I've fostered many animals. Mm. I just, I have a thing for people that I want to help. I want to help wanna... animals. I want to help dogs. Yeah, it gives I met me... your, you've got this cool dog named Snoop Dog. Yes, Snoop Dog. <laughs> and Snoop was a rescue from downtown LA. Yeah. Yeah. And my other, my other dog, Ruby, who you did not meet, um, because she's loud. She uh, was from Mexico. So, you know, I have that too going for me, my little. You got your Mexican dog. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and your little We're just dog. a whole hodgepodge of, yeah. Do you think you'll have another? I don't. No. As, although recently I held my friend's three-month-old and I'm like, oh. oh you missed the little baby part? Oh, I miss it so much. But... I'm a little bit older now, and we have a great little unit. Theo and I are a great little unit, and I think, again, it's like, what am I capable of? I want to give this child everything, mm-hmm. and I know myself. I get distracted, I, you know, and I think being able to just focus on him is enough. Is enough. And yeah. what I can do, as much as I would love to take in more and help more children – I just advocate. I talk to anyone about it. And it's funny, I got to a point where I'm like, why do I have to keep mentioning that he's a foster, that he was a foster child? He's just my child now. I don't have to define it as that anymore. But I've found that if it comes out in conversation naturally, or there's so many people are like, wait, can I ask you about that? Because I'm, I actually, I know someone or I personally. And so I've decided it's okay to mention. To share, yeah. To share. I, for one, did not know that you can, as a single person, right, either foster or even adopt. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. But the foster to adoption is a different path than just, adopt, adoption. just adoption. Yeah, and the whole process, adoption. I imagine, is completely different. Kind of. What do I wish you? What do you wish me? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, what do I wish myself? And I mean, think I mean. about it. I, I mean, know. you got yourself the child. Yeah. A thriving think, business, a good career. Yeah, I think. Um, you do a lot of good, yeah. you know, foster animals, foster people. You're an advocate for great causes. Yeah. Sure. Shall I yeah. wish you your great love? Yeah, I wouldn't mind my great love at yeah. some point. Why not? And now it's it's interesting because I'm not actually dating to find the person to have a child with. I already have my child. Yes, you do. So now. What's that like, by the way? Oh, it's. Dating, being, because you're like single mom and a single mama, you know? Yes. You're, <laughs> and I started a little later. My kid's young. Um, it's challenging. Do men understand what you're doing? Or are they oh, yeah. scared of it? Or like, I think what are some you are. Some mm-hmm. have already been through this. Have already like, have not doing kids that are small. older. And you know what? That's okay. Then they're not meant to be with me. 
right? And I'm not for them. They have a different path. Right. So I think it it's going to depend on the person. And I'm just not, you know, I have my little man. He's not my big man. You know what I mean? But yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so it's not, I really hope I do find true love. Um, yeah, that different point. kind of love. Because kind of the love. love you're experiencing with Theo and for Theo is forever, oh. and it's a different level of love that yes. I, I don't think a big man can ever provide. <laughs> yes, correct. correct. <laughs> but Theo probably can't provide think, the love of the big man either. It's, you know, a, com- a companion. Mm, that's and the better word. Partner. Yeah, partner. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, and I always say, like, and it would be great to have someone in Theo's life and have, you know, that. But again, I'm, they don't have to – I've got this, right? Mm-hmm. I've got it. I'm the mom. I'm taking care of this. I got him. So I don't, I don't necessarily need someone to come and, like, take care of us. Right. We're taking care of ourselves. We're good. But to provide a partnership and – that would be nice. It's I mean, the difference. Don't we all want that though? It's connection. We do. And yeah. you know, and to sum up what you're saying in essence, I think is it's the difference between I need you versus I want you. I'm choosing you. Exactly. Mic dropped. Total mic drop. See? <laughs> See? See? Wow. That's what that. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I don't need you. I want you. Yep. I think that's like the greatest thing, way to show up in the world. Absolutely. I'm choosing, choosing versus I'm desperate. Yep. Think about that, everyone out there. Okay. That's the pearls of wisdom <laughs> for the day. Love Jamie, it. Jamie, thank you so much for welcoming me into your beautiful home. Oh my gosh, this lovely space you. you created for this beautiful child. And I am inspired. And if I had the chutzpah, <laughs> I'd do it too. But I'm nowhere near <laughs> able yet. You never right. know. You never know. You never Look. know. Because in theory, it's a wonderful thing to do, to support another human. Yeah. The world would be a better place if fewer people were traumatized. <sighs> yeah, that's preach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Preach. All right, listeners, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this, um, that you found levity and inspiration and are more educated and can to become advocates in any way that you can. Um, leave me a voice message through the Anchor app. Follow me on, follow what the fuckery on Instagram, where you will see a photo of Jamie, which he looks like i hope jamie will you yeah, give me a pic for sure. you yeah so when the episode gets released you'll get to see what jamie looks like and jamie what are some ways if someone has questions about this since you seem willing to share uh how i care how can they get a hold of you um they could beyond the actor me. who's gonna beg for work right um <laughs> they can find me on social media through my name jamie radowski um the organization i worked with extraordinary families um, dot org is a organization, great resource. great resource. People also need just mentors. If you want to mentor kids, older kids, there's kids who have aged out of the system and they need help too. Oh, see now that's another. And so it's a great option to help those kids. Yeah. Is there someone or someone at that organization I can talk to perhaps? 100%. Find me someone. Listeners, we're going to get someone from the organization to come really, really dissect the whole thing and what they do in ways that we can help. Yes. 
there are ways that we can help without necessarily having to have a house in right. a room and change diapers every day. And- yeah. I think I think we can we can leave on that note. I love is it. there is there a cute way that you and little Theo Lewis say goodbye to each other? Well, um, not goodbye, but every night mm-hmm. when I lay him down, we turn out his light, I put him in his bed. And even when I take him to school when I leave, I say, All right, Theo, I love you to the moon. And he says, And back. And back. Yeah, listeners. We'll be back soon. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I love you. Bye. Okay, maybe not. Not quite bye yet. If you know someone who might enjoy this topic or this episode, why don't you just forward it to them right now? Share. Help us grow our community. And uh, check out the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at WhatTheFockery to see what our guests look like. I'm sure you're pretty interested sometimes. And um, the videos and the stories and previews and clips. We are growing, we are growing, and I have you to thank for that. Now, officially, till we meet again, next episode, same place, same station? No, not a station. Okay, see you next time. Bye.